right, mom friends. Jenna and I are back today, episode four, and episode we four. are going to blow your minds today with some groundbreaking <laughs> discoveries. <laughs> I love um, good expectations. Yeah. If you're oh, just ready that. to get your world rocked, keep listening. If you're not, save it for another day. <laughs> Um, so we have a killer lineup of things today, um, starting with some, some life updates. Yeah. Yeah. Life updates. Um, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, life updates. Generally speaking, um, we have been, you know, we, we moved across the country, right? Um, I have seen my parents like almost every weekend and last weekend it was part of my job duties to attend the football game um as like a a staff member and so my parents came and watched the girls and it was so nice to like truly not worry and it's not like I I mean I was I was technically working but like they were there at the time I needed them to be there they like did fun stuff they made the, this life-size scarecrow on our front porch like so cool and so i know and um double awesome rich got to go with they had an extra ticket and they were like so just bring him along you know and so he came to technically to work with me at the football game and we had conversations that weren't like 30 seconds long and interrupted 12 times like we actually talked to each other and i like I needed that because I forgot how much I actually like like him you know like you just get in this like grind of like you're a parent you do the things you get them ready for school you cook dinner you do the laundry and you go to bed and it's like you have these little conversations but it was so nice to just like talk about stuff that wasn't all the kids yeah and just enjoy like why we got together in the first place right and like we both share an interest in sports and so we got to talk about sport it was just it was so nice so nice sounds lovely it really was and that is I would say like a really cool life update as I you know I mean I think everyone's parents like drive them bonkers every once in a while but I have just been living up like having my girls spend more time with their grandparents it's been awesome that is great. Oh my gosh. Yes. That makes me so happy because it's like, that is a, I said this last time too, but that's like a very big reason why you moved and that it's come to fruition in this way is really great. And I'm really, really happy for you, honestly. Like, yeah. It's so nice. Like you got to be while well, you were working, but it also was like a date. Yeah, totally. It totally was. Yeah. Cause the students were all amazing and like the, no misbehaving by like, our student population there was tons of riffraff from other students but I was like that's not my job today <laughs> so yeah it was uh it was nice how about you what's your what's your life update what's my life update <clears throat> Julia's tooth on cold oh yeah you know, she's got a, like a toothless grin which is honestly really cute <laughs> um and she is um, she's doing really great. She was so brave. I'm really, really proud of her. I'm always really proud of her, but she did a really good job. Um, and let's see what's what else has been going on. Um, 
we we actually we made um a couple of new friends in town that don't have kiddos yet but are engaged and really want to have kiddos their names are maddie and raya and they have been like just loving on our girls so much and like wanting to babysit and wanting to hang out so we actually went to the football game this last saturday as well (laughs) with them and i I think I might have held Mia for five minutes in that four-hour period of time. <laughs> she was just getting loved on, and everyone was like watching Julia. And it really had—I had this moment of realizing what people mean when they say it takes a village. Like there were all these people around us providing all of this support um, through that experience, which was really, really great. Not to say that Dayton and I couldn't have done it if it was just the two of us, but it was so much more enjoyable um that it wasn't just the two of us managing both of the girls and the and the football game and the getting there and all of those things yeah because yeah. it's a production right well yeah yeah and it didn't feel that way it felt good it's like easy and enjoyable and there were people you know these these two new friends of ours really are they like love our girls like to the level like you and rich do and so for me it's like I don't feel like I'm foisting them upon anybody to spend time with them they're like you're kind of the bonus like they want right and also you can be there too (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like we're kind of at the point in our lives where like if you don't want to hang out with my kids then I don't really want to hang out with you so yeah I don't know where that is but happy to feel yeah totally because if you don't like them what uh I don't know yeah how they're not also that like they're the cutest things ever so truly right is is that the same people that that i would know raya yeah okay all right yeah super cool yeah Yeah, she's really nice she texted me recently yeah Yeah. oh yeah they're so great they really are um they're filling a katie and rich seat hole good um, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I I just felt like I had another another life update and oh yeah. Um I for the first time in I'm sure the first time of many, many, many times uh-huh. I heard this weekend, Mom, she's touching me. Stop it. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, <laughs> cool it has begun <laughs> here we go dear diary oh julia doesn't like sensory things you know she's very much like david that way she, Thea's all drool so she had her hands in her mouth as she does and then grabbed julia's like hair and face and like her little feet were like they were on the couch together and her little feet were like up against julia's leg and she's like <laughs> she's touching me and i was like she is that's true <laughs> you are stating a fact <laughs> good job well that was um, that was funny that's my life what did, what did you do what did you what did you say what did i say i said i i said yep she is touching you um and i said and we what did i say I said, we can tell her to have gentle hands. 
Um, but she is a baby, so she needs to learn that. And if it's getting to be too much, then you can move your body away from her because she's obviously not moving yet. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's all. So it was a short moment. Yeah. I think so. We have moved into the phase where it is now purposeful touching to annoy. Uh, huh. because I also hear that quite frequently. Oh, so you're all right. You're, you're, you're in. Yes. But it's like, Evie knows that it like gets under her skin sometimes or like, so this is, this is kind of the latest uh, about this is like Friday nights, we go downstairs and we make it like a movie theater. We make popcorn. We get all the comfy blankies out. And we pick a movie, right? That's so fun. It is it is like my perfect Friday night because I can just fall asleep and then they wake me up when it's over and then we put the kids to bed. It's perfect. So like last Friday night, we're all sitting there very cozied in and I see Evie's little foot and she just picks it up and just kind of will like plop it down just right on Ira's like thigh and then Ira will do this, like, wiggle thing to get away from her. And then, like, Evie will, like, scooch a little closer. I wish you could see the moves I'm making now, listeners. Like, like, body. like a little inchworm. Yeah. Um, and then she'll do it again. And it's like she knows, but I think she just wants to touch her. But, I, yeah, it drives Ira bonkers. That's hilarious. And I just kind of let these things happen. <laughs> Um, there's usually some, yeah, somebody yells or cries, uh, but they both kind of have to figure it out to a certain extent with their bodies, but it's hard to explain when you're like, well, Thea can't move, you know, she's like not doing it on purpose, you know, like how do you, that doesn't make any sense to a toddler because they're like, well, yeah, just move. Yeah. She's like, she is doing it on purpose, but not to annoy. Right. She's, she's. She is reaching out for her sister. Yeah. She wants, she's starting very much to engage that way. Like she's watching us talk. She's babbling. She's reaching out and grabbing and those things. Um, And that hasn't been an issue, but I think the, she, what was Julie kept calling her crusty hands, which we were like, they're not crusty. They're very, very wet though. Uh, they're very wet. And then we, I think we had a better place where we also talked about like, do we, you know, we can if that makes it better because uh, i mean they are soaking wet with drool yeah that's what was saying you're like mm-hmm. yes 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 yeah. <laughs> what, what great life updates huh yeah we're as we always say we're in it we are in it You're yeah. in it. <laughs> we live it every day dang day every dang day um <laughs> Shall we head into story time? Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it was like two months ago I got my period back. Mm-hmm. And there's like a natural progression that I didn't read about in the books, but I have learned about since. Okay. There's a natural hormonal progression related to like estrogen and progesterone and oxytocin and prolactin when you start menstruating again obviously 
they're sort of like correlated like this right they're they're an opposites sure all right so as your estrogen and progesterone go up again this is my understanding this isn't a science podcast your yeah. estrogen and progesterone go up your prolactin and oxytocin go down okay and my first month back i was able to breastfeed fine throughout it and then my i had my second period and it just went it was gone yeah my belt was basically gone wow and it was like a really long it was a lot longer than i'm used to again i'm not on any hormone birth control anymore because my tubes are tied so my that whole thing is just different now but it was like a week and a half and i think if it had been shorter i might have been able to recover my supply but it wasn't shorter. <laughs> yeah, that's a long time. It's a really long time. And um, Thea was just hungry. Sure. And like my letdown was really slow because that's the other thing that I think, I think prolactin does is it helps you with your letdown. My letdown was really slow. So she was like pissed. Yeah. And like trying to, you know, trying to get fed. And, um, I was like, okay, well, we've, I've got to start using formula because I'm out of my freezer stash. Like we talked about with pumping, right? I stopped pumping, so I don't have any backup milk left. Um, and so what I had been doing just before this was she was getting some formula at daycare, but breastfeeding all the time that I was with her. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping to just keep doing that for a while, but right. just there's nothing left. There's just, it just stopped. Um, and the baby's got to be fed. Yes, that is, that is a fact. I don't feel like, I mean, yes, at the end of the day, the kid is eating, right? <laughs> that does not make anything else that happens any easier. Truly. I mean, it's, it's good that she does not care. Yeah. Totally. She, she does not care. She is like a little Evie, right? She's like, feed me. We're good. Yeah. We don't care where it comes from. We've already started introducing, you know, purees and TV crackers and stuff too. So she's getting some solids and she's getting, you know, formula. Takes formula like a champ. Um, And there's two things about it that I'm sitting with. Mm-hmm. The first is I feel awful because of the hormonal shift. Um. Yeah when I was looking into this a little bit more, again, I didn't read this in the books and I'm like, what, where's the book for this? Um, so people know women, you know, new moms know what to expect. It very much mirrors the symptoms of depression when you go through mm. the weaning hormonal shift. It's exactly what happened with Julia when I was finally like, Ooh, I am not okay. That's when I was like, Ooh, something's wrong because every up to that point it had been fine. And then when I weaned, I was like a wreck. Yeah. Um, so I just feel crappy. I feel really tired. I don't feel myself. I feel really irritable. Um, it's super sensitive. Yeah. Like I think David, if he like breathed weird at me, I'd take it personally right now. Totally. Very, very sensitive. Yeah. And um just like a little I feel kind of like mean. Yeah. And so then I feel this way 
And then I also am sad because I wasn't, again, I got to the place where I wasn't like really ready for it to be done, but it was done, which is exactly what happened with Julia. And then I had like some grief related to that too. Like, and I feel okay about it for the most part because I'm like, A, she doesn't care. B, I did it all longer than I thought I would and I'm doing my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I'm glad you do think about those things. It it still doesn't make the other things feel any better. And I I feel like there's kind of this hole in terms of like I don't know. I felt this with with both of mine, but like you go to the doctor after you have a baby and it's always like how's the baby? Like you figuring out breastfeeding? Like cool, okay. Or not. And like, oh, okay. Like it there's like not a lot of like questioning I feel like deep questioning about like no like how really are things going and like you said well then when this weaning process happens like Mm -hmm. there's no support unless you go out and find it and I think that is like the hardest part yeah I kind of there was a little help (laughs) completely agree and you know I love my primary care provider yes yep yep and it still feels like because they're busy we, you know um where we live because it's so small they're just stretched very thin um because there's only so many providers and so many people um i don't get a lot of time with her and i was struck by this earlier today and it actually made me feel kind of like a little angry and a little resentful mm-hmm. i was looking up i was I was like trying to confirm for myself that this experience that I'm having right now is likely related to weaning, right? I remember it to an extent with Julia. Um, But when you're in it, it doesn't, you're not able to like really pull away and look at it rationally, right? Because you're so in it, it like affects your brain chemistry and how you're engaging with the world and how you see what's happening, right? Mm -hmm. the kind of tricky thing about hormones you can't like see them affecting you in that way they're just it's you it's how you feel so I was like doing some research just to reassure myself and like every article like everything I found online when I was talking about weaning and how it feels to have that experience you said if you're except for one one of the maybe 10 articles I looked at um, said um, to go to a lactation consultant. Hmm. If you're feeling, if you're like feeling like your milk letdown isn't, isn't enough, or if you're feeling like you're not producing as much milk as you need to be for your baby. And I was like, that's not the referral. (laughs) That's not what I need. I need someone not to say, I don't, I don't need somebody to say, how can we keep on making you do this thing? That's really hard. But I need somebody to say, do we need, it's okay to stop and it's okay to not feel okay about it. And it's okay to feel sad and hormonal and irritable and angry. And you're still doing your best and let's get you someone to talk to, or let's talk about medication to support, not, not keep breastfeeding is the answer. (laughs) Right. Right. No, that's that's really interesting. Um, really interesting. Because, like, if I could keep breastfeeding, 
with ease, with relative ease, I would. It would. Right. <laughs> like, well, duh. Right. <laughs> and yeah. it doesn't help me at the point in time, like, even if, let's say, I started power pumping and stopped supplementing and spent, I did like a, one of those, um, like breastfeeding vacations where you basically just do like skin time and breastfeeding on demand for like a couple of days to get your supply back up, all those techniques, I would still, still have to do this again. <laughs> right. Right. And mind you, it's like, you still have to go about all your other business. You're working full time. You are a mother. You have a household to run. You are a wife. Like you are a fan. Like, it's not like you can stop and like, take the time you need to actually say like okay what coping mechanisms do I need right now at work to like get me through the day like I need someone to help me think about those strategies and ways like who can help me you know figure out how to manage some of these household things like is there any temporary services that I can access that just none of that stuff happens like it's just like okay like Sorry you feel this way. You still have to continue to do everything at full 100% capacity. Okay. Good luck, right? That's really hard. Really hard. It is really hard. And it's frustrating because, like, there's, what's the, yeah, what's the, I mean, the support comes from talking with people. Yep. Like, the support comes from talking with you. And knowing the support, I have the support of David where I can like really just honestly, for the most part, be pretty unkind to him, which I have been for a few days. And he is doing everything in his power to not hold it against me, not take it too personal. Right. Right. I owe him a debt of gratitude for that. And also we still have to, the world keeps spinning. Yeah. And I don't have the, I just, I already have felt so guilty so many times with the uh about not feeling like I have as much time for her as I want to have and now this is like that the whole edge over of that of like oh well if you can't continue to breastfeed your baby then why don't you just do all of these things that are completely overwhelming that you don't have time for and it's like I don't know it's just it's hard it is hard it is so hard and I I think though you hit like the nail on the head in terms of like a support system and like having people you can talk to and I think like even us just being able to like I said we don't know how many people listen to this but explaining to mothers that like this stuff happens and like you're also not alone in it um but it's something that's not really talked about all that often and like when we're pregnant or when you have a baby like you don't have time to almost like think that far ahead of like oh yeah things are going great breastfeeding rocks like we're figuring it out but then all of a sudden (laughs) more like over time that does change like even if your kid is two years old and weaning breastfeeding or six months old whatever like it still happens still happens right at some point that i i have not seen out there in the world in the way that we look up information right Because that's that's how we understand to do it, right? You grab your phone, you do a quick Google. Um, goodness knows, like even if I wanted to call my primary care provider and get an appointment, it probably wouldn't be for like three or four weeks, right? right. Um, which would feel like underwater the entire time. Everything out there is like, 
here's the strategies to continue to breastfeed your baby. And it's, I, I honest to goodness only saw one thing out there that was like, weaning is really hard and there's support. And then it had like some options for support on this one article. I'm like, that should be everywhere. Yeah. Because we talk about this, right? There's stuff in, they're like starting to talk about baby blues but they don't, I feel like it's not grounded in time, right? Like there's some, a couple of temporal things that happen where someone might feel what could reasonably describe as baby blues. And I don't think that people understand what to expect. They're just like, oh, I'm going to be overwhelmed. So obviously, of course, I feel overwhelmed. It's like, no, like you're going to feel overwhelmed the entire time. Like even in moments where it's going really, really well. And then and then you go to three months postpartum and your hormones are going to shift and something else is going to happen. That's not just overwhelm. Something more than a feeling of overwhelmingness. I just don't feel like it's, at least for me, I'm, I'm pretty particular though. For me, it wasn't grounded in reality such that I could like understand what to reasonably expect. So much more helpful to go, this is a common experience at mm -hmm. three months. That is when women commonly have additional postpartum symptoms. When they wean, women come, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Versus just, if you don't feel like yourself, you might be feeling the baby blues. It's like, well, yeah. <laughs> yes. That is, a, again, a fact. <laughs> anyway. Well, that's where I'm at. Um, I feel good about feeding my baby. Good. I feel really good about that she transitioned really well. We haven't had any issues with the bottle or anything like that. Um, and that's kind of where I have to like just rest my head at this point because kind of overwhelming. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the part that's kind of like manageable to to because at the end of the day, again, how is your baby? right like if we're focusing on Thea like she's great she's thriving like looks so happy like you know and that's that's hard because it again puts you in the back seat right but it does get you through the day and sometimes I mean I don't know sometimes that's kind of where we're at whether we should be or not yeah you know I've all of those things, right? All of the decisions that we have to make when they're framed as what's potentially hard for you is better for your baby. <laughs> um, always is framing us in the backseat. Yep. And um, it starts from the very beginning. It does. I'm going to take this on a weird, well, maybe not weird turn, but an interesting turn. Yeah. You know, with what I do for work yeah it is encouraging parents to take the back seat to their kids right because it's like almost like this reteaching of hey you've had to be a like a fierce advocate for your child or young adult with a disability or multiple disabilities now we need you to take a pause and and take a back seat to what they want to do and their desires and hopes and dreams right it's just an interesting positionality 
I guess. Sure. Within like being a parent and I don't know. It's also weird to think about like someday our kids are going to be older. Yeah. And, and us too. And and us too. And then, and then the way that we have trained ourselves and been trained to relate relationally to our families and our lives in that way, like where we become a role, like a very, in a very strong real way, then all of a sudden you have to figure out how to undo that. Right. And we wonder why parents are calling like the dean of students office at the university being like, what's going on with my kid? And we have to provide this feedback of like, well, your kid is a young adult now. That's a challenge. I can't even imagine how difficult it would be for a parent who is an advocate as well as a parent. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of a different kind of, I don't know, change in mindset, thinking about like a different, a different side of the coin or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It's so true. Parenting is hard. It is. It just is. And it's so good. And it's also really hard. Yes. And I feel like, you know, I, I, I'm often reminded that like the things about it that are really hard, most of the time are the things that are outside of our control. Yes. Totally. Now I'm, I'm in it. I'm definitely in it. I'm not been myself for a good few days. There's just all the guilt associated with that. Well, I want to thank you for like, I mean, obviously it's, it takes a lot to be able to hop on our conversation and tell people like really intimate things about your life to Jenna. And I, I hope that, you know, people listening will maybe share some things with other folks or if there are moms listening to reach out, you know, to, to even to us, um, when going through that weaning process, just for a, a listening ear or yeah, tell their primary care physician and seek some more advice i hope so too right but again we are not medical professionals right like i feel like we always have to preface that we just want moms to be just moms we're just just moms sometimes put themselves first yep in order to like be the best mom for their kids oh my gosh that reminds me i was having um, dinner with a really good friend last night. She came down from Spokane mm-hmm. and she's, we were talking about the podcast and talking about um, where we were talking about, was it last week about um, like enjoying every moment and mom guilt yeah. last, last month and, <laughs> and, um, and how, you know, you're guilty if you're doing the laundry when your kids want to play with you, but then if you're playing with them and the dishes aren't done, then you're guilty. And, then, <laughs> um, and she had such an amazing point. She talked about that, like your capacity and what you need is going to be different, like every day too. So some days like doing your best is the dishes don't get done because I'm, I want to be on the floor playing with my kids. And some days doing your best is I need a break. And that break looks like laundry and just the f- freedom to know that like every day we just have to continue to show up and like make the choices that make the most sense for us 
related to our capacity for all of the many things we juggle. Um, and honestly, that sometimes it's okay. Like sometimes it is honestly just okay. Also to like not do your best. Right. Like, yeah. So just that's a, a big thing to ask all, every day, but I feel, I, I feel it. That's what moms primarily mom. I mean, dads too, but also moms are expensive. Yeah, totally. Like, <clears throat> the other thing that happened this weekend that I was like, this is a thing that I am going to do is on Saturday morning, David was bleeding his brake lines um, in his new Jeep, his project car. And he was like, this isn't really, this is really not going to take a long time. I just want to get this one part of it done. And so I was like, yep, that's fine. I'm going to be inside with the girls and the dogs and stuff. And um, Thea was taking a nap and Julia was playing um, like with some dolls in her little bluey house that she has. And I put on a show for myself and I was like, everyone's fine. Everything's fine. I don't need to be present a thousand percent. 100% of the time it is okay for me to also be like it's also my weekend and I want to watch half an hour of tv mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like, never do that yeah and it felt really freeing honestly to be like in this moment I'm going to choose instead of joining Julia while she's inter- independently playing anyway totally and I'm not going to do a chore I'm going to sit down and watch half an hour of tv I love that good to see you and that's like because again a tons of mom guilt that comes along with that but b like afterwards you feel like kind of refreshed and i feel like that's that it kind of grows that capacity to where you're like oh now i can go do maybe this harder thing um and not feel so drained right and i think the independent play is so important like just as important as the whatever playing with other kids because at some point they're going to be by themselves and need to figure out how to pass the time, right? <laughs> so, I mean, that's how life works. So just real. It was also, I will just say, very cute. She was like, she had her big Elsa doll and her little Elsa doll, and she was pretending like they were Mom Elsa and Baby Elsa. And Mom Elsa goes, okay, it's time for us to go to Nana and Papa's house. And Baby Elsa goes, okay, we'll get ready to go. And then Mom Elsa goes, all right, go pack up your stuff and we'll get in the car. It was like so cute. <laughs> that pretend play is the best. It's a- the conversations that happen. I'm just like, you literally sound like conversations that I have with you, right? Pretend, actually. Right? <laughs> uh, totally. Totally. That's what you're doing. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, let me tell you some funny things. Um, I hear some funny things. That. I thought I would never have to say to my kid, but then also some things that my kid has then said to me. Awesome. Yeah. Well, the girls have been in a phase where they're really enjoying rough housing. It usually ends poorly. Um, but I do think that there's like some important skills to be gained in it. So I usually let it happen on the carpet. The other day, so this had to have been a couple of weeks ago, we were, the girls were in their little wagon and we were, walking over to the pool so it was when it was nice out which it no longer is um but so we're walking over to the pool and evie just like straight tackles ira in the wagon and they are just like rolling 
in oh. this and I'm, there's not that much room in there but they're like intertwined with each other and like eve you just pound her <laughs> mind you this is the younger one a year and a half younger she's a hoss and yes she's she's a thick thick child as opposed to ira who's like a green bean oh, i mean love them that's just the way they are and so what comes out of my mouth is please no wrestlemania in the wagon <laughs> put that on a t-shirt you know i just the things <laughs> you think you'd never like have to say but they did stop WrestleMania-ing. Um, they did. Um, and I think Evie was just kind of feeling a little spunky. You know, see, see, the, like the, test, test the, test the boundaries with sister. Yeah. So that was funny. Um, today, today's example was, um, it rained this morning and I don't know why this never happened to us in Pullman, but, um, we went out we for our morning walk, right? Mm-hmm. We go from about 7 to 7.10. We just do a quick loop around the neighborhood. There's some, like, spooky Halloween stuff that they love to look at. So today we get ready to go, and we open the garage door, and the driveway's wet. And there are so many worms. Yep. And I don't know why we didn't ever see them in Pullman. I, I honestly don't know. But there was this, like what what are these here for and why are they on our driveway and like so many bizarre conversations about why the worms are there well then we got interested in well do they live here is this their house do they live in our garage like where do they come from so we had quite a conversation and so essentially the entire rest of the morning before we left included like getting the worms to the grass because that's where they live Uh um and so we were very concerned mostly about one worm that had made its way into the garage um and no one would touch it you know it was it was all about rich getting the worms and getting them to the grass and so the conversation was don't let him die he's got to get to the grass oh no so the worms are now in the grass were they saved? They they saved the worms. Worms are saved. Can I tell yep. you something? Yes. I still do that. Do you? Uh-huh. You save the worms as well? I I do. Yeah. When I see them on like the sidewalk and stuff, I always I do. I stop and I I don't um, know why. You know, because that's where they live. <laughs> live in the grass. <laughs> Put they stand for all too long. That's where they're gonna stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. So the other, fun, the last funny thing I'll share was Ira. Um, we have our uh, gym in our garage right now, yeah. and so one morning I had gotten up to work out and was enjoying a quiet workout, listening to some podcasts I enjoy, some music, and I hear a little knock knock on the door, and it's Ira, of course, and I'm like, it's four forty five. Like, why are you here? Because I get up at 4.15. And so, I know. I'm, well, just different. (laughs) Yes, love. So, I'm outside, and she's like, can I come sit with you while you exercise? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, hoping that, like, oh, you know, like, she's going to be awake. She can come hang out with me. Well, there were crickets that had gotten into the garage. And so, it was kind of loud when they, like, do their cricket bang. Um, And... So I was like, well, you know, they had to have 
come in from outside and now they're probably stuck in here and like we should open the garage door and let them out again with the crickets and the worms I don't know why are there so many animals in our garage but um so the thing she said to me was did you dead it did you dead it and I'm like what are you talking about and she said well did you dead the cricket and I'm trying to piece it together because you know she's like a toddler so it, it doesn't even come out that clear and she's like did you dead it did you dead it and I'm she was trying to ask me if I killed it because it stopped like chirping <laughs> did you dead it and I was like no Ira I did not kill the cricket it just stopped chirping I'm like did you dead did it? you dead it mm-hmm. oh no yeah. so have so have you ever talked about that as a concept with them yes Yes, because when we had to put a carrot down so actually it we have been talking about death a lot lately and it's been really hard because I don't I'm like I don't know how to frame all these things so the way we framed carrot was that she died and that she's up in cat heaven Uh uh along with like other people who we loved that were older or have passed away particularly the one person like she remembers is rich's grandma who we call granny peanut butter what a name yes so she says like that carrot went up and is now with granny peanut butter anything that like you know like oh is that gonna die does it go with granny peanut butter and so there's then it 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 has been on her mind um quite a bit and then yeah, she's just been asking a lot about it. And it the other day, if we're driving to school, and she says, am I going to dead? <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, like, and I said, well, Ira, like, it's part of life. But hopefully we don't have to worry about that for, like, a very, very long time. I know. And I'm like, I don't, I was not, like, ready for that. And I was thinking, like, oh. this is the best answer I think I could give. But yeah. Sometimes, like, in the moment, you're just like, I don't know. I don't want to just be like, yep, Ira, everything dies someday. Because that's morbid. But also, like, it's true. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, it's too soon. It is too soon. But, like, she had this incident that was, like, for her, very big. Like, her cat was here. Now her cat's not here because it's dead. And, like, yeah. So I think she's, like, equating that to maybe like other parts of life oh my gosh she's very philosophical that one she really is i know yes like in my mind yeah i wonder for her like how she went from this happened to carrot the gears are turning is this gonna happen to me really shows that she's like thinking about life and death in a like a way that's it's like a commonality that happens right which is kind of impressive for a very small person right yeah I, I don't know sometimes I'm just like I I don't know what to say to you this is the best that I got <laughs> I don't know I have literally at all time <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say to you but this is what I'm going to say to you in the <laughs> yeah yep and sometimes that's just what you do, right? Oh my gosh, always, always. We're just doing our best now with what we have. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. Those little beans. They're so sweet. I know. Oh, gosh, they really are. Yeah, I can't believe Fia is seven months old. She's officially the age that you thought that she was when we started this podcast. So according to my calculations, she's a year old. She's a year <laughs> Congratulations, you've done it for a year. Again. Uh, I started thinking about that at all. First birthday, Fia first birth day. I honestly kind of did like a little bit the other day. Um, yeah. Because I was looking for videos of... Uh, I was looking for a video where I, I was trying to capture Julia's first words. And I was so scrolling back. Excuse me, I yawned. I was scrolling back and saw Julia's first birthday. And I was like, wow, we're going to be there in a minute, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Long time at all. No. It goes really, really fast. It does. Goes and really I hate it when people say it. But it's, but it's true. true. I hate it. I hate hearing it because I'm like, I know. I know. Okay. But yeah, it's real. Um, like she's trying to get up on her knees. Oh. And he just pushing, scooching, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. It really oh, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's real. It's so good. It is. It is so good. It's so good. And now that she's like getting a ton, like as much as she wants to drink of formula, like she's just like a little extra chunky these days. <laughs> and it's a silver lining I appreciate for sure because she's so stinking cute. She is. And it gives me the flexibility of being like, David, go make her bottle. Yep. And like on Saturday, I didn't think about, like obviously I wasn't like drinking to excess. But I wasn't thinking about how much I was drinking. Sure, as I knew I wasn't going to have to breastfeed. Right. So there's, it definitely has its like very small silver lining moments, but it's going to be okay. And I know that. It's just a big journey that is past. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. 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 I know. And this, that is the, the way of, that it is when you parent right it's like you don't ever really know like when the last of something is like the last time you the last time they right mm-hmm. like we were talking last last podcast about like all the cute little words that they mispronounce and you don't know the last time you hear that right you don't know the last time you hear regular regular and she says the first time she says regular you go That's yeah. a good point. And that's the the beauty of it. Yeah. It is kind of one of those beautiful mess type things. Totally. For sure. Totally. Yeah. And all those all those cliche things are like, it's about the journey. Not the yeah, again, very true. Like, but it's true. <laughs> I I uh this is this is sweet. I had a friend the other day the other day today's been long it was this morning um say that she was listening to the podcast and was just really relating to pumping that one other time about pumping and um 
And I was like, see, this is what I'm, this is exactly why we started doing this is because everyone's going to do it a little bit differently, but we all have common relatable experiences Mm -hmm. of like, we're just doing our best. Even if some days that feels like less than others and that's enough. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Yeah. And I think like you hit the nail on the head with like it varying day by day, like what your best looks like. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great way to end it, Jenna. I agree. You know, we'll just, we're going to keep on showing up. Keep on loving up the little Ugh. biscuits. Oh, biscuits. <laughs> yes. Oh, here's what I'll end on. Oh. I have been asking for biscuit cutters. I make biscuits one time a week on Saturday mornings. Yeah. And I finally got biscuit cutters. Ah. And so I don't have to use Rich's mason jar cup anymore. Yeah. And it has really taken our marriage to the next level. Does he buy them for you? No, I've been asking anyone <laughs> who will listen for every holiday, every, and I finally got it for my birthday. So that's right. Um, it was your birthday, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So yeah. it, uh, yeah, really, really saved our marriage there. He was like, "Stop using my cup," and we were yeah. like, "Then buy me some biscuit cutters." Yeah. Uh, yep, that's how it went. <laughs> a little thing, please say. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank this you. was a pleasure. And uh, oh. listeners, just do your best. Whatever that is, go you. We're your mom friends. Mm-hmm.